iPad rumors, iOS 18 rumors, Apple Ring rumors. A lot of rumors have been running through the mill, and we're going to discuss what seems feasible, what seems unlikely, and more in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Be sure to listen. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. We're almost done with February. We might be done by with February by the time you listen to this. And February is usually a kind of slow month for actual Apple news. Although this year is a little different because we got the Apple Vision Pro. But traditionally, February has been kind of a busy month for rumors. So on today's show, we're covering some of the more recent rumors that have popped up. We are anticipating an Apple event in March. So that could be the reason why we're hearing more rumors, especially about the iPad. Also, that Apple hasn't updated in like forever. It's been like two years for, for everything. Well, not everything, but most things. The iPad Air, the iPad Mini, iPad Pro. I think with the iPad Pro, I think might have been October of, of uh, 22. But still, it's been a while since Apple released any new tablet. We could see a new addition to the iPad lineup. There have been rumors of a bigger iPad Air. I think a 12.9-inch iPad Air. Yeah, the same as the Pro. So it's going to be basically be like the iPhone 15 and the iPhone 15 Pro. 12.9-inch Pro, 12.9-inch Air, 11-inch Pro, 11-ish inch Air. Do with that what you will, because I don't know if, like the iPhone, it makes sense. We state Apple sells, what, 50 million of them every quarter. You know, some people want the Pro, some people want to spend this. We've been saying it for years that Apple needs to trim the iPad line, not expand it. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think we need a 12.9-inch iPad Air. If there's a problem with the iPad lineup, and this is just from my own anecdotal talking to people who want to buy an iPad, like if there's a problem with it, it's not that there's no iPad for me. There's no iPad at the price I need or whatever. It's, it's that people in their minds, just the general public in their minds, just have this concept of like an iPad. There's just an iPad. And then they go to buy one and they find out, oh, there's eight iPads? Like, what do I, what's different about them? I just want the tablet. And and what's different about them isn't different enough to get people like to really care. So there's like, there's niche of people who really want the pro because they know what it does and they really care. But everybody else just wants the iPad. I can't imagine they're making more. It's just so crazy to me. The idea of a big air, it already it's like, why get the pro over the air? It's like already a hard to justify leap. And now they're making that even harder. It used to be like, well, that you need the pro if you want the big one. And now they're taking that away. It's like really weird. Yeah, I agree. So they make a 10.9 inch iPad for $449. Then they make a 10.9 inch iPad air for $599. And they make an 11 inch iPad pro for $799. And it's like, well, well it's, they're essentially the same screen size with slightly different features. Yes, the iPad Pro is better than the iPad. But if you sit down and compare them just visually or use them, they're going to feel very, very similar. I would have a hard time describing to an everyday person, like if they asked me, well, what's the difference? I would have a really hard time describing it to them in terms that mean anything to them. This one has mini LED and this one has LCD. Like, like well, what, who cares? Like, like, like this one, like better HDR video and or they're going to, what's HDR video? I, I don't, 
do I need that for my kid to watch cartoons? No, uh, or yes, and I, I don't know. This one has millimeter wave, and this one has uh, sub six gig five G. Like it's like the, like it comes down to that technical stuff, and it's not, so. And they're, and by adding another one, they're they're kind of compounding that problem. If somebody's asking me for advice on an iPad, and I know what they do, like for instance, I have a friend; he makes documentary video, so I'm automatically going to say to him, "Get an iPad Pro." I'm not even going to cover the other iPads. I do the same thing if the person is a parent and wanting a tablet for their kid to watch a video. I don't even bother talking about yeah. the other iPads anymore because it's just too complicated. Yeah, you really could say like you just need like a, a $400 iPad and like the Pro. Like all this stuff in the middle. Listen, I think the Mini is like a, a great form factor for $500. I don't know if I'd recommend that because the screen is is a little smaller than the $449 one. It's getting harder to justify now that phones are getting so big. Opportunity case for people to be like, I really want a Mini. Like that's my favorite form factor. But even then, I wouldn't use it very often. I don't use my iPad very often. I wouldn't use that very often. I just use my phone. And or if they want to do the iPhone like the iPhone lineup, that might make sense. A small and a large, a regular and a pro, right? That the the, the classic Steve Jobs four matrix, right? Regular people and professionals, and then two different models. In in the old Steve Jobs thing, it was desktop and portable. It, this would be two sizes, but it's all you need. There's the, but there's a regular and an air, and this one's got lightning, and that one's got USB C, and this one has a different USB C. Like, and it's just it's a lot. It's so much. Yep. And then don't even get me started on now there's three pencils and they all don't work. They all oh, work differently. No. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh my God. And they're all just called Apple Pencil. So if if I had to guess, I would say what Apple's setting it up for is, and, and the reason they would want to have a big air like this, a big and more expensive air, is they're setting up for the pros to tr make that transition to the OLED versions that's going to add another couple hundred dollars in price. It's going to stretch the upper price limits of iPads upward. And then they'll they'll need that middle filler. Like if I want a big iPad, do I want to spend $2,000? And they're just a little ahead of it, right? They're like, well, we're, we're the airs are ready. We're going to have those. Well, the, the, the pros are allegedly getting OLED this year. That's part of the rumor is that the OLED screen is coming so does that think you think the pro is going to increase in price by four hundred dollars i think it's going to go up at some so it's at least. it's 1099 right now right 1099 i think it starts at the 12.9 inch pro you think that goes to 1499 maybe i do if it's oled and, wow. then it does i mean if that's the case who do, who, who who buys that apple's lcd screens are very very good Apple's mini LED on the 12.9 are excellent. Yeah, but they're not okay not selling a lot of that if they can sell you uh, more supersized airs, yeah. And make $250 of profit margin on that, right? Like, So in other words, the iPad Pro would be akin to the Mac Pro. Or at least a Mac Studio or something, right? It's It sells low they're, numbers. They're stretching, yeah, they're stretching right. it up more. Part of it will exist for making the airs look like a deal. The more the more the pros stretch up, the more the airs look like a deal, even if they don't change in price. I think that's part of the game here is that they're filling in these prices because the the pros are going to get more expensive when they get the OLED display. So instead of rejiggering the line, maybe lowering prices, they're adding absurd high-end prices 
to yes. make the unnecessary middle prices look more attractive. <laughs> yes, correct. Yes. <laughs> that is that is my take on it. <laughs> the, the rumors, the, the pros with the OLED displays are supposedly going to get significantly thinner. Yeah. More, more than you would think just based on the difference in thickness between the, a backlit LED screen and the OLED display. So there's probably some redesign on the internals going on especially the large version that 12.9 inch version goes down by like i don't know something like 1.3 millimeters or something yeah it was a, it was significant about 20 percent. yeah it's like a 20 percent thinner and the bigger and flatter something is the more the more you start to make it just a little thinner the more it feels even thinner in your hands right it's gonna it's gonna have the the hand feel and illusion of just being this super thin really big thing and it's going to cost fifteen hundred dollars and up. Yeah, well, those things go up to two terabytes, so that adds like six hundred bucks to the price. Yeah, right, just for storage. Yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to go up that, it's much. the only one that's available in other storage other than two fifty six. While we're talking about the iPad Pro, there's also rumors that it's going to be outfitted with an M three chip. Yeah, the Pros will probably get the newest chip, the M three. The arrow get the M2, which it doesn't need, but it'll like Apple has to increase the chip in somehow in some way. And I don't think it's gonna go back to the A series. So it'll probably get an M2. Otherwise, like there's been rumors of maybe wireless charging of some sort, MagSafe of some sort, but nothing real solid as far as as far as that goes. Allegedly a new uh, magic keyboard, which Kind of makes sense if they're going to come out with the 12.9 inch iPad Air. They're going to want to market that a little bit better. I mean, it's a very, it's a very expensive, very high end accessory right now. So maybe that comes down in price a little bit. I think it's three hundred forty nine dollars. Maybe it comes down to two fifty to try to get people who find that that larger Air to because it, it's a it's a good accessory for you know desk work if you're because it's heavy. A 12.9 inch tablet is heavy to hold for more than a couple of minutes. We say we say it every year when they're releasing new iPads that like, man, the hardware is fine. It's it's the operating system that needs to distinguish itself more. A modern, what am I going to do with a tablet thing? And it's not going far enough. It, every year it gets some more. Does it? It's well, I mean, it's, but it's, it's gets not, iPhone it's, features. It does. It still doesn't really have its own its own identity. Well, things like Stage Manager and stuff like that, like which was rough to begin with and still isn't where it needs to be but like it, they're they're trying to do some things mm-hmm. but they're just it's just not going fast enough it's just not going far enough so the 12.9 inch ipad uh ipad air that's something of a family device they absolutely need to come out with multiple users user oh, that would be so great. for the ipad like if this is like a new push to make the ipad the centerpiece of the home and it's uh a 12.9-inch tablet that's not over $1,000, like say it's $850, that's you know relatively not outrageously expensive. You're going to want to use that with more than one person. More than one person needs to be able to use that and have access to their email and their Apple Music and whatever else they're doing. Please, Apple, you, multiple use it, just like it is on the Mac, same thing. Like I understand why it's not an iPhone thing, because those are personal devices. You're not sharing an iPhone. You are absolutely sharing an iPad. Like it'd be way easier to recommend. It'd be way easier to talk somebody into using this. Like, uh, there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, I don't, I won't use it that often." You're not enough to justify spending. I don't know, six hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, whatever the iPad version they're gonna buy. But if you're gonna, if you can say, "Well, I'm not gonna use it that much," 
but that family member will use it a little and that family member uses a little and that family member uses a little and together it's going to get used every day. Well, now all of a sudden that seems like a good buy. I mean, even vision pro has a guest mode where you can share it. Yeah. Like the iPad doesn't even have that. <laughs> <laughs> that is a feature coming. That's a software feature. So we wouldn't hear about it till maybe, w- but they WTC. might, they might update it. Like part of iOS 17.4 or something. iPad OS 17.4. Who knows? You never know. They sometimes surprise us mid cycle with major new features at events. But you're probably right. It's probably iOS 18. It's probably not. It's probably they're probably just not going to do it. It's probably not. <laughs> and the iPad Mini, we haven't heard anything about the Mini as well. Uh, there's been mild rumors of a new chip and stuff. I mean, that'll be. There's not. I mean, we're getting to the point where there's not much they need to do. The biggest thing they need to do to all these iPads, except for the 10th gen, is fix the camera and put it on the longer side. <laughs> yeah, make it make it a landscape default. Yeah, that's device, the only thing that needs device. to really change hardware wise. Everything else, I mean, it's yeah. The iPad has what an A14 chip, the iPad Mini, and it's it's fine. I mean, yeah. like no one uses uh, an iPad and said this is too slow. Nobody. I wonder to what degree that it's an issue with. It's not an issue with the ones that the Lightning ones, but the other Apple pencils, where it magnetically sits to charge. Yeah. Like, can they get the magnets and charging stuff in there and also the camera? Like, it's that's that's my guess is that it's a, it's a little bit about engineering both of those things into the same space. But it absolutely needs to happen because it's kind of ridiculous. Like, it's in every ad and everything, every accessory they sell. It's all about using it landscape. And then the both the Apple logo is turned the wrong <laughs> portrait on the back. And the camera's in the wrong way. Yeah, so the 10th gen, like James was just saying, has a landscape camera in the sense that it's on the long end, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have wireless charging or magnetic attaching for the pencil. Right. Isn't it long enough just to put it on the other side? But then you got the controls. Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing. I think it's more important to have a friggin' landscape camera than it is to have a properly aligned magnetic pencil. I don't know. What else could be coming next month? There's, uh, we, could we get the M3? Uh, a, a bunch Air? of Macs, yeah. Oh, yeah. MacBook Air and the um, the 13 and 15 inch MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. And maybe with, with, yeah, both with the M3 chip. And, and maybe a Mac Mini. Yeah, uh, maybe update. a Mac Mini. The studio yeah, is probably Mac next update. month or June. Yeah. Not, not next month, probably June, if at all. Yeah, it might be. At some point, they're going to skip over a generation for those, I would think, because they're just not sold in in huge volumes. It's weird because it's unless you get the M2 Ultra version of it, it's now slower than the MacBook, like because there's no M3 versions. So it's like feels like they need to update it, but it also feels like if they just skipped and did M4, like they almost backed themselves into a corner, making it like the only the the place to get M3 Ultra. or whatever and the m ultra series is there and it's so low volume and it's such a complicated thing to to produce but but for sure we expect m3 base m3 macbook airs is high on the list of possibilities for next month we have ios 18 rumors coming up and that's not going to be released until wwdc in june or at least uh previewed and then it released later in the fall but we're hearing rumors about it now 
Uh, we're hearing rumors about it adopting some AI-based features, AI-based playlists in Apple Music, slideshows and Keynote that are made using AI, some generative AI stuff. Also using, have we heard any rumors about AI being implemented with Siri? Oh, yeah. The rumor is that it's going to be one of the biggest iOS releases, like in terms of its its ambition to change things and stuff in a long time, including potentially some significant like interface visual overhauls. Although some some people say they're working on that. It might be the next year, but it's, you know, whatever. Apple's researchers have been publishing papers based on uh, on generative AI stuff and publishing code to GitHub and stuff at a pretty impressive pace, considering it was almost non-existent not very long ago. And now it's like every three or four weeks, there's a new, hey, Apple researchers did this really interesting image recognition thing or, or image in-painting thing or whatever, and published it to GitHub. And stuff. So I would expect to see new AI features, including generative AI, but other stuff as well in Siri. In they're looking at Spotlight Search, like totally changing how Spotlight Search works to be to give you much better results based on AI instead of just like whatever you search for, just probing an index and dumping what's on your phone. You'll see stuff in photos. You'll see stuff in the camera. You'll see. Coders will get stuff in. Why is my name blanking on the Xcode? Uh, Swift. Xcode. Swift. Thank you. Oh, Xcode. Xcode. Uh, Swift's a language. It'll. It might even be re- restricted to Swift because they really want to push Swift a lot. But um, that's a big uh, part of a lot of coding environment stuff now is generative code writing and stuff. And so they're going to have stuff built into Xcode. There's some extension stuff you can already get now, but they'll have things built in. Yeah. The the question is how they call attention to it. Like, will they call it AI? Cause they do a lot of stuff now within iOS and all the other operating systems that is absolutely generative in this type of stuff that it does. The, biggest thing is that when you could pull a picture out of a or pull a part of a picture out of a thing and paste it as something else like yeah is always working to do stuff it's a matter of like does apple have a section in wwdc where they say like this is our ai stuff or is it just all kind of infused within ios 18 and mac os 15 yeah as they go through the things when they talk about photos do they just talk about new AI features. And then later when they talk about this, or do they, like you said, they have a breakout where they say, you know, AI, blah, 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 blah. You know, I don't, I don't know. I certainly it would be good for the stock price because anything that has anything to do with AI these days, people just seem to be throwing money at. Um, so it, it's, it's hard to tell how they'll, how they'll market it. I think it's from what the rumors say and from just looking at things like, Apple researchers posting to GitHub and stuff like that uh, and posting research papers and everything. I think it's safe to say you can expect a significant amount of new AI stuff uh, that's very different than what the AI they've had now. Because the AI they have now is auto-filling forms and PDFs. It's it's image segmentation. There's a lot that goes on in the camera, but it's things like image segmentation. It's not creating new stuff. It's not generative AI, which is the hot topic now 
so Google just came out with that Gemini thing. Microsoft has that co-pilot. Um, there's obviously mm-hmm. chat GPT. I don't know if we should expect Apple to do something along those lines. In fact, I would tend to doubt it more so because of how many issues are associated with it and how it can very quickly go off the rails, even if it's not something that you intend to, to do. My guess is it's going to be smaller little features and not like, hey, Siri, tell me, write a, write, write a song that sounds like James Taylor talking about the PowerPoint. Like, that's probably not going <laughs> to <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it'll be that I far. Find that uh, but I, music library. You can... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was totally gotcha. my fault. I... Gotcha. <laughs> um, I do think there'll be um, like Siri will act a lot more like a, the, a chat GBT chatbot in the sense that it will give you more human sounding responses. It will be able to go to the web to get answers for you and, and, not just say, I found a web page, look at your phone and click on a link, like, like actually summarize it. Like that's a, that's a huge area right now is summarizing sort of web pages. That's a huge area for, for AI. Uh, there's all these like sort of web plugins and stuff that'll do that. Wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Safari have like a button summarize this page, but Apple wants to run as much of this stuff as they can on device. And that's a big challenge because chatbots as they are now are so big they don't even run on local desktop computers like they don't and things like stable diffusion and stuff like that the image generators that you can run locally require lots of ram really big gpus like well beyond the domain of a phone or they run extremely slowly on a phone like you know it's going to take a minute to generate this image and that's apple's not going to have that but they've been doing a lot of research. Some of the research they published is about how to sort of break these large language models and diffusion models and stuff down into things where they can run in less memory and on, on mobile devices. And I think they're, you're going to see a big split. You're going to see them really promote how in a lot of areas, hey, this runs on your device. So it's private. No, your information goes anywhere. Nothing. We don't know what you're doing. We don't know what you're creating. Nobody knows. You don't get to find out. Like, And then just like Siri now, where so much runs on your device, anything that requires information from the internet, then it'll connect to the internet and you'll get sort of a more sophisticated version of the AI. You know, uh, if if today, if you ask Siri about the weather, it obviously can't run on your device. It needs to get the weather from the internet. <laughs> um, so same sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, expect, finally, I think people who, have been asking for a new Siri forever. Like it, the last generation of Siri update was an improvement to its ability to understand, like its text to speech, a speech to text ability. Basically, does it understand what you said? Got better, but its entire model on how it communicates with you didn't change at all. And people just think of it still as Siri. I think this is the year we might see something where, oh wow, Siri, talking to Siri is way different than it used to be. Some Apple news broke while we were recording this show. Bloomberg's Mark Gurman reported that Apple has put an end to its car project. So the Apple car is dead, even though the company never officially confirmed that it was working on it. Gurman said that many of the people who worked on the Apple car will now focus on the company's AI efforts. It's not known what will happen to the people who worked on the hardware design and other non-software aspects of the Apple car. 
We have a link in the show notes for more information about the end of the Apple Car project. And then to kind of wrap up all the rumors to put that are even further out, there have been some rumblings about Apple creating some new wearable products. We just got the Vision Pro. Uh, there have been reports that Apple is working on a ring uh, for people who don't like wearing a watch, like me. You could wear a ring instead. And I don't like wearing rings either, so <laughs> I guess I'm not going to wear anything. <laughs> I, I wear think, my wedding band. That's it. So <laughs> I think rings are probably easier to start to ignore, uh, in the sense that, like, like you, I forget. I have my wedding band on, right? Like once you wear it so long, and that's why the 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 sort of go to smart ring these days is called Ura O U R A. I don't know how they pronounce it. That's the the big dog in the smart ring space. But Samsung's apparently working on one a lot. Yeah, they just announced, kind of like soft announced it. Yeah, they kind of soft announced it. We don't know what it is. What it's, it's not till later this year. Yeah, the the goal of the rings would be almost purely as a sleep and fitness tracker. Like there's there's you're not going to have a display on them, even if you could fit one. That's a bad use of the battery. Battery life is critical in something that small. Like it's tough. But the idea to have a fitness thing that you don't have to put on to take off that you kind of wear a long time, battery life's going to be really critical. Like, I don't want a smart ring that I have to charge every night. <laughs> and certainly it's no good for sleep tracking if I have to charge it every night. But like, if I have to take it off every day for an hour or two and put it on a thing and take it off again, like it's got to have at least a few days of battery life. I think the aura lasts almost a week. Yeah, that's and that's really kind of where you want to be because... If the whole point of a ring is you forget about it, you have it on, you forget about it, but then it provides useful data and you open up your health app or something like that, or you get a notification or a warning and you go like, oh, it, while I was just living my life and forgetting about this, I got all this information. I wonder how useful it is when you have the number one watch in the world. Like it's really useful for Samsung to go after this market because they can't make a dent in the smartwatch market. And neither can any third party, anybody, right? So they've got to differentiate themselves. But when you are Apple and you do have the number one watch, not just smartwatch, the number one watch in the world. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of a strange thing for them to go after. Well, it depends on, I guess, how they market it. If it's marketed as like a, like a lighter version of the Apple Watch, where it does steps and heart rate and, you know, some health stuff. And can buzz if you get a phone call or something like that, sleep tracking, and costs half the price. Kind of like the iPod Shuffle. You know, that, that gets a whole nother group of people. I mean, Apple Watch is very, very successful. There's a lot of people that don't have one. Do any of these rings have haptics at all? I don't know that any of them vibrate or – I don't think there's room for any of that in there. If you're within range of your phone, I don't know why you would need your ring to – thump or something well if you made it like a big super bowl type ring yeah <laughs> a green lantern ring or something a like big that old, huge. <laughs> yeah or maybe it just lights up or something whatever it is like you know if, if it did like rudimentary apple watch stuff i mean i can see that opening up a whole new 
you know, level. For of, people who refuse uh, to wear a watch but are willing to wear a ring that they need to recharge every few days. Like, it, it just seems weird. Well, I, I just looked up. The, the Aura ring lasts, uh, they say it lasts about a week. That that's that would be, that's about what Apple should probably want to target, five to seven days. But the Aura ring is is 300 bucks. It's not cheap. That's more than an Apple Watch SE. They're they're expensive. Oh yeah, all these things are gonna have to cost, and, and Apple's not gonna come in cheaper, right? <laughs> they're not gonna come in at one ninety nine. That's a rumor where it's like I think I I'm almost convinced Apple's exploring this. Whether it makes it to market, I I, I don't know if they're gonna make the determination that like, geez, like who's gonna buy this? Who won't buy an Apple Watch? And if you do have an Apple Watch, why do you have that? Why, why do we have this? Um, they and there's there's been patents that Apple has filed and received uh, based on based around the ring. So they're definitely working on that space. In that same um, rumor, uh, it was from Gurman over the weekend. He talked about uh, glasses that Apple is working on as well. That like before it gets to like the Vision Pro Super Duper do everything glasses. Like I think Ray-Ban sells a pair or like snap or something like that. Yeah. Those are the Ray-Ban ones. Those are, um, they snap works with Ray-Ban, um, to, to license the design. Oh, and uh, I didn't so those are the, okay. those are just basically it's a camera, it's headphones, you know, it plays, you know, it plays music. It, it, it records audio and takes pictures. Um, and you can stream some of these smart glasses have sort of what you would call a heads up display. Like it's not integrated with the environment it doesn't do any of that stuff it just can put up like a floating not even a floating window but just like a 2d flat thing in front of your face to get to pop a notification or information the more sophisticated ones can do that but that's all this is talking about this isn't talking about the ar glasses that are at some point in the distant future that require incredible technology that doesn't exist yet this is competition for the meta snap Ray-Ban glasses, which have been flying. The, the new generation of those, is it second gen, third gen? Um, I thought it was second. Yeah, I think it's second gen. Those have been flying off the shelves. They've been surprisingly, they've been selling surprisingly well, and they have really good audio and video quality for like recording stuff and everything. If you really want to record point of view video, <laughs> they, they'd have to do a little more, but yeah, so Apple's apparently. I mean, the biggest thing is that they're it's a very well known brand, and they're like three hundred bucks. They're, um, I mean, that's that's cheaper than some Oakley sunglasses. So they're very very affordable. So I'm not surprised that they're selling well. Yeah, to be clear, we haven't heard any specifics in terms of what these products could do. Uh, we've just heard reports that Apple is looking into it. They're doing their research. You know, this could be a few years out in terms of a product coming to market. Yeah, or or never. Ever. Or never. Yeah. Just like the folding phone that's been three years out for the last yeah. 10 years. Right. You know, maybe it'll ever, never happen. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 875. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. Do you have any comments or questions? 
Send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through X, that's at Macworld, or on threads, that's at Macworld underscore HQ, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. So, Jason, the whole time during the show, your cats have been uh, very active. It's been actually kind of pretty entertaining to watch them. <laughs> I know. Um, there's Abby over there. <laughs> Bailey's up here staring at me because they want food. Yeah. They're, like, they're like, yes, now is food time, please. I yes. only have a turtle in my house. So. It's like sometimes <laughs> she'll bang around her, her tank. Just uh, because. What do you feed the turtle? Vegetables? Uh, no, we've Crickets. tried that. She's not into that at all. We've tried shrimp. We've tried shrimp. She likes there's little food sticks that she eats, mm. and goldfish are the the main thing, like the live thing that she'll eat, like little feeder goldfish. Mm. Oh, interesting. So That's she chases cool. all around the tank.